0: Hello and welcome to the Shaken Up Show, the show that devotes itself to all things Bury AFC. I'm your host, Nick, and on today's show, we have a midfield maestro. This player scored one of the most iconic Bury AFC goals of what was a very short season, but an important goal nonetheless. He's played for runcorn Linnets, both Averton teams and West Didsbury and Charlton. So it is a warm welcome to the one and only Chris Holt. Hello, Chris.
1: Hey, mate. Okay, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Have you been keeping over the last couple of months?
1: Yeah, all right, right. Yeah, plodding along. I think like most people, just been keeping my head down at work, and it's about it really.
0: Have you missed football? Have you missed not playing?
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's just been a tough period, just not having that routine more than anything. I think for however long that I've played, we've I've been there three times a week, and I've known it, but. It's just been, it's just broke up. It's just changed everything. Do you know what I mean?
0: It has, mate. Um, how do you feel about the, the curtail of the season and the end of the season? Were you, were you glad that the season came to an end when it did? Were you, were you a bit worried or would you have rather played on through the summer? What would you have rather have done?
1: Just think, I think it was the inevitable, to be honest with you. I don't. I think once we started, I think there was too many breaks and it was just, I just couldn't see it. Ever finishing, to be honest with you, and obviously when people are playing into summer with relegation and promotion, it would just they were just never ever gonna continue the season. And and to be honest, I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a blessing in disguise for us because obviously we've, we've all been together for what a few weeks before the season started this year now, so we restart now as a group of lads who've been together know each other and it's 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 a fresh start but we, we're lads who've been there for 12 months if you like so i think it's probably a blessing in disguise for us
0: do you think you'll go from strength to strength having that kind of like like almost like dogs when they when they meet one another they smell each other's backsides don't they i do you think do you feel like a group of dogs that have already used the smells of each other's backsides or, <laughs> um, it's a bit of a weird way of putting it in it um but yeah. do you feel do you I feel mean, like, i said it
1: like <laughs> but, whatever, whatever, whatever tickles you fancy.
0: <laughs> but do you think do you feel like you're you're familiar with the lads now and that you, you you know them and you know how they play and do you think that'll fall into your um advantage going into the new season?
1: Yeah, I mean I mean it's 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 been it was tough at the start because obviously there were so many people who wanted to come and play for 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 the club. So there was a lot of chopping and changing throughout pre-season and even the first few games and I think once we settled then we got our we got our squad together I thought we were starting to look like a real deal but then yeah. unfortunately it got stopped once and then stopped again and I just think that I think that once the lads get back training together it'll just be like we've met, it's, no one's ever been away do you know what I mean and then I think it'll be um, I think we'll start really well next season but, opposed to a couple of little bits of a couple of draws and stuff like that do you know what I mean
0: Considering that that there was um, you know, there was a few you've only played a, a few games and you only had, you know, a couple of weeks training and all that kind of stuff, there was still some cracking results out of those games though, you know. And we we you know we can look back at, you know, there's a lot of goals with a lot of really exciting matches. So that's something to build on, I suppose, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think I think I think in the manner which some games ended, I think it's obviously really good foundations for any club at this level. I mean what we won we won a game, two games in ninetieth minute. We scored that that header against Golka. We'll
0: later. come to that in a bit, Chris. I know that's something that, that's that, that you demanded to talk about. I think we've got a ten minute section on <laughs> yeah. that. <to> talk about. <laughs> Yeah, so we we there was a, there was there were them games and there were special moments as well. And I know, like we can we can all moan and groan about the season and and, and you know I spoke to quite a few of the players and and I spoke to the gaffer and you know we can moan and groan about the season, but there were some really special moments I think. And from from a footballing point of view, I think there's quite a lot of special moments.
1: Definitely, definitely. I just think I just think as well with with. The manner and everything that had happened obviously with the building of the club, I think it just made everything that extra bit better for everyone. Do you know what I mean? And it obviously meant it seemed to mean a lot more to people, even though even though where the where the club is now, um it didn't matter in the circumstances what was what them games was. It it were just it football. was just more you can it was just moments in football that you can't write. And, yeah. and you can't you can't bottle that feeling do you know what I mean? If you could you'd be a millionaire.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So just going off football a little bit, probably another reason why you're not as bothered about playing in the summer is uh for those that don't know already, you've uh you've you've uh you have been a little bit busy during the lockdown periods. Um and in May this year, I'm I right, you're uh you've got a new addition to the family, is that right? Yeah, that's
1: right, yeah. So um nine weeks to go. I'm um I'm a little bit I'm worrying a little bit now because uh, it's the unknown in it. But yeah, I'm really excited. We've, it's been it's been mad times for it to be happening through this. I mean, the, the missus is desperate for go out and buy a pram, but <laughs> we've still we've still not got one, and we're pushing it. She's pushing it right to the very end now, so that we, she can go to the shop and push one round and all that. But
0: at this was rate, all you to do. You're just gonna to have to nick one and trolleys from Asda or something like well, that, I, right? And just put. I on. did
1: say that. I did say, end of day, but I'll just have to carry it out if, they, if we don't have a if we don't have a Pram by then. So,
0: <laughs> so what's it been like? What's, have you had to? Have you had time to kind of do the uh, do a little one's bedroom and and do the nursery and get the cot up and all that kind of stuff? Or have you? Are you is it going to be a last minute thing? It's still
1: it, we've we've got some bits, but it's still a dressing room at the minute. So. We wait, we've, we've ordered a cot about six, eight weeks ago. That's been knocked back twice already. Right. Uh, we've got a mattress so it can sleep on the floor with <laughs> <them. laughs> But yeah, I think it's just been so hard to get all the stuff. I think, obviously, you want you want to make sure that she can put the pram up and down on her own and stuff like that. And that's sort of, like, you just can't go and test it anywhere. So we just, it, it, it's been crazy to go for a pregnancy f- for. Her uh, at this time. We've, I mean, we've been to a couple of private appointments so that I can go in. Yeah. Uh, but now we're just on the finals. We're on the finals straight now.
0: Fantastic. Well, congratulations from from obviously from all at the club, Chris. And I'm sure that uh, that Ian will be able to sort out a uh, a kit for uh, for the little. Oh, um, thank you very much. With with Daddy on the back.
1: What <laughs> 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 number That's- twelve? No.
0: <laughs> um. So, tell us a little bit about your uh, footballing past. So, I know that you, you've, you've been around a few clubs. Uh, where, where did you start off? Did you, when you were at school and stuff? How did you get into football? So
1: it, I've always, I've just always played football because my brothers, a few years older than me, my dad used to run his football team. So, I was always on the scene down there. So, since I was like four, I was playing football um obviously just just with all my mates and stuff like on the teams and my dad run and then like I just I, I just went through the years and I was at I was at like academies and stuff like that when I was a bit younger like 10 11 and then it well it's just like a big roller coaster in it and and I think then when when I got to I got to 15 16 and and blackpool offered if it and live in blackpool for a couple of months and stay there for look inside and, and i didn't go because I, I said i'd get too homesick so i didn't go there and then i had a couple of, i had about six six months off football because so i just i just fell out of love with it a little bit right and then um i started playing in the manchester league just for pennington just local with all my mates yeah um, and the manager michael clegg he who's at ashton united now he kind of that was the kind of his start of his journey and the start of a lot of a lot of lads who were playing in non-league's journey now. And it, it was just, we went from there to Abbott and LR because we did, we, I think we got promoted with Pennington. Um, right. We went to Abbott and LR and we had, there was, there was no budget. We weren't, we weren't playing for money. We were just playing. Everyone was just playing. um It was like in this league, everyone was just playing for, for fun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, obviously local to me it's five minutes away. Which had a really young team. We just, we just had a go at everyone. It was just, it was just really good times. Like, and then um, after twelve months there, I think we finished like really well for a team with Norman. I think we finished about eighth or something like. That and got into, got into first, first round of the bars or something like that. So like, it was, it were a really good season. And Cle- uh, Cleggy moved across to Aberton Coles. so we went to the local, the local derby. Wow, he moved. He moved across the town, so he took us all with us. And then I did. I think I did about three years at Coles, Um What was initially. that like
0: in Atherton? Were you getting like pelters thrown at you in the streets, and uh, and like you know, weren't we're able to go in certain parts of the town because uh, <laughs> because the LR fans would get you. Was it was it a bit, a bit more relaxed? To that? be
1: fair, there was that. The I mean, they was they was they weren't happy, but. You know what I mean? It, we, everyone had good relationships with them. Also, it weren't they didn't like it, and they didn't love you for going. But they wouldn't ever they wouldn't say anything to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I think they, I think they knew that you'd done you'd done what you needed to do for them, and they'll they'll kind of let you to, let you move on, then Because I think they knew that Coles had the they had the facilities and the, and the thing to progress a little bit more yeah. than they did.
0: So then, from from Coles, did you where did you go on to from there? <laughs>
1: went I went to Runcorn so it was um it just kinda at the end of the call it just kinda fizzled out a little bit. I think it was just time for a change. Um I think I'd done about 100 appearances in three years. So I, it, it I'd done i have done quite a lot. So I just said to Clegg I'm, I'm gonna go and have a change and I ended up signing at Runcorn limits and and it was just the best it was just the best years of my life that in football, in terms there, I, I, I've just not enjoyed my football as much as I did at that time at Runcorn. It was just, it was just unbelievable what what happened in them three years, and it weren't even the. I mean, we won the we won the, the Northwest Counties Prem, um, but we had like so many good days in football where you just they'll they'll stay with you forever. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So what what was so special about that group? What was what was important about it? It was just. I think it was just.
1: It it was just um, one of the. It was just one of them things where everything, everything was was right at the club. Uh, The manager was right at the time. He was an ex-player, Hello'd just literally taken over from his playing days. Um, I just think the lads were just. It was just a perfect blend of everything, Um, and I think I think it's shown with what with what they did there. I mean, I think went before I signed. I think they would. They finished second about five seasons in a row, and then the year after, I think they finished third, and then we went on to win win the title. Right. Uh, but it was just, it was just, it was just special, and I think because it was, it's a well followed club at Runcorn as well. So there was, there was always a good, a good few hundred watching, and you got to know them obviously playing there week in week out, and it was just special. that It meant so much to them. Because Brilliant. Like They've done what, what. Um, Bury have done and restarted again and gone through the gone through the league. So I think it I and mean, it was a tough league. It's a tough league to get out of the, the counties because it was all, it was always one team that went up. Yeah, and, I mean the the year that we
0: went up, two went up, but we still we still go we still oh, still sure by winning it. Yeah. Did you go to um, West Isbury and Charlton after after being at Runcorn then? Yeah, so
1: I did in, in Runcorn. I did a bit of a. I did. I, I, I went back to Coles in the middle of that. Halfway through and then I went back to Runcorn after it. I went to calls for about for probably three months, then I was at Runcorn again. And then um Brad Cutler calls manager, he's he's one of my best mates, and he he got the West Didsbury job. So he said to me, I want you to come down, um, be my captain and and we'll we'll have a go at, at the division at West at West Didsbury. So I mean it were I think I made about 15 appearances because um, Brad obviously got he got a Aberton Coles job then. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, even at West but it it, it was just another, it was just another fantastic club though. Like everyone, everyone there. I couldn't say a bad word about anyone. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was everyone was brilliant there. And it, it was just another another good club. I mean, obviously, with what happened in the Vars last year.
0: Um oh, you all got a bit of fruity down there, didn't it?
1: I know, I know, I know. But like I said, it was all it was all. It was all fantastic to me, and that's all you can judge people on, is
0: it? What? So, just talk to me a little bit about West Didsbury and Charlton because when we went there, you know, it, it's a very, very unique club. Uh, very I, can't, very unique. I, I don't think I, I could ever describe anything. For those that, that haven't been to West Didsbury and Charlton. they have a uh, a disco ball in one of the stands, is that right? Yeah. They have uh, the do they, they have? I think they had when we were there, like some sort of blow-up snake or something like that. There's uh, there's a certain certain vibe and a feeling about that club. Uh, and I think it's 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 like a hipster heaven, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It, it, it's it, it I mean, the first I think the first night I ever played a preseason friendly there, it was about eleven o'clock at night. It was like. Pitch black, yeah, and it was. There must have been 15 20 hipsters playing heads and volleys on the pitch as I'm walking <laughs> on. It was, it's just surreal. Do you know what I mean? And there was, you have chance about, they have chance about um, quinoa, you yeah. have chance about on any anything obscure, and yeah. They can ch- it. But it, it, like I said, it, they, they well followed, though it's, it's yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's, yeah. But well, when we went there bad, in bad. the
0: Vales, it was it was busy. It was a busy day, like, and that was with the limitations as well. Yeah,
1: they, they, it was. It, they, I mean, like I said, they're they they a club of their own. Do you know what I mean? And and you won't you won't find many clubs like that. And I think it was just it was just part of the part of the enjoyment of playing for him. Because I mean, a majority of them weren't even there for the football. Yeah, a lot of them was there for have a beer. And just sing songs about quinoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely setup down there, though. It's almost like a. I described it as it was almost like a cricket venue. You know when you go to the cricket and it's just like yeah, yeah. people sat on on grass banks drinking yeah, yeah. You know, obscure craft ale and uh, and ciders. It was a, and um I think when we went there, I mean, I've got a I've got a, a, a rose tinted glasses look at it because it was absolutely mm-hmm. baking. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. so it was it, you know it looks absolutely fabulous we had a really good I mean that was our first competitive game obviously yeah. it didn't end how we wanted it to but it was a cracking you know it was a cracking setup down there
1: yeah definitely a few, there is a few there is a few gems in these leagues where like like their infrastructure down at West but they just there's no way they should be in this league um, obviously they've they, they got potential for a big league above league above that as well yeah Doubt that they've got up, but obviously, there's it's just, it's just the way it is, isn't it? It is.
0: So, then and then, so then you did you come from West Didsbury and Charlton to, to sign for Bury AFC?
1: No, so I went with Brad to I
0: went with Brad back to Coles, back to Coles. yeah.
1: But because of my shift work at, at work, it, it, it it's hard to play uh, and commit to football, to be honest with you, yeah. Me. Um, so I mean I started I got started playing and then I was in and out and I was and do you know what I mean and I just said to him like at the end of the day I'd rather just go and play football somewhere so I went back to Runcorn played 90 minutes and then go with it yeah. so I actually come back from Runcorn so I'm, I think I've been to and from about three times between calls and Runcorn <laughs> and then I'll, I'll come back from Runcorn I'll sign from Bury from Runcorn for the end of last year
0: so what made you want to sign for for Bury AFC and and, uh, and and when you when you how did you hear about um, about about you know the training sessions or what 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 was it what was the build up like
1: oh, it's it, it it was funny actually I was actually going to sign for Rylands on the night that Welshy texted me um, so Brad, no, Brad Brad's dad um, is Sunderland kitman and obviously Welshy was at Sunderland, so he he has spotted to him uh, beforehand, So he gave him brother, gave him my number. So he just texted me, and I just I had a quick chat to him, and I just said, "Listen, I'm 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 I will go into Rylands tonight to sign, but obviously it's an opportunity that I don't want to miss out on. I'll I'll tell him I'm going to come and train with you on Saturday, and then I'll I'll, I'll have a look at making a decision. But I mean, it's one of them where, I kind of already knew my decision in my heart of hearts as soon as I knew the, the opportunity had arisen. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it's 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 the kid in you. Um from obviously what you think and what you know it's gonna be, you wanna you wanna experience that. And I just yeah. thought I just think I just think that I couldn't have passed it up. I don't think I would have ever I wouldn't forgive forgiven myself if I'd have just said, no, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down this route. And it just it was just it was an easy decision in the end, Do you know what I mean? It weren't it weren't I mean people are people are money obsessed and stuff like that in these leagues and, and it, it it doesn't matter to me. I'd rather go and as long as they enjoy my football, and I enjoy going three times a week, that's the main thing, and, and obviously it's just it just tops it off that it's at a club like this as well.
0: Talk to us about that first training session that you went to. Then, so did were you there at the very first one on that Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, was that yeah. like? It I mean, it, it,
1: it's strange in it because there was. I mean, there was loads of lads there. Mm. Um, there was. I think there was probably three, three elevens about those thirty odd lads yeah. there. Um, so it, it, it's just hard isn't it because everyone you don't know each other, and I think it's you've just got to go in and, and be yourself. And I think if you're you're the right kind of character, I think you'll get you'll get noticed and some and, and they'll look at you and say that's something that we we want. And I think obviously I must have got in and done the right thing because I spoke to Welsh and we just said, Yeah, we want you we want you to come and sign and and, and, and that was that kind of it really. So from that point then there were no it's kind of no other, there was no other option in my mind anyway. Um, I obviously told him that I miss I do miss I do miss the odd session and and, and the odd game because of work commitments but I just try and be honest with whoever I'm playing for and tell them that from the get-go, I get I get a full yearly rota pretty much so I can let them know way in advance what sessions I'm missing and stuff like that. So I do my best, but I'll be honest, swapping all my shifts and stuff like that, I've not missed doing that because it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs>
0: How have you found your time at Barry AFC? I know we've only had limited games, but how have you found uh, the fans? And how have you found like the kind of the, the atmosphere when you when you've been down at a game?
1: Well, it's just it's just it's just bordering on like it, you can tell it's going to be like league football when everyone's allowed in. Do you know? What I mean? It's got that feeling of being such a massive club in. The northwest counties, do you know what I mean? You you can just feel the buzz every time, and you can just tell everyone's so happy to have football back. Yeah, and I think I think it, it it's probably it, it's like um, it's twice as good for you fans because obviously with with COVID that's one thing that's one battle. But then before that you'd not you'd not, not been football the year before. before yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was like it was it was like a real, and I mean it, I don't get nervous. At football when, when I'm when I'm going to play and that first day, um, that first league game I was nervous and it it, it was just it was just a weird feeling do you know what I mean and it's just something that I've not really experienced that much in my career.
0: So what you're referring to there is that the the game. Do you know what everyone just keeps going on about the Steaton game and it was really such an important game for us all. Um, obviously I know the the West Didbury was our first competitive game and we had some friendlies as well but that just felt like such a a real landmark in in what hopefully will be, you know, a a project that's going to go on for, you know, for the next couple of generations. So what what was that? What was it like playing that Steaton game? Obviously, I know Sani in previous shows has spoke to Greaves here and uh, and I've spoke to the Gaffer a couple of times about it. And from a fan's point of view, I I, I spoke to um, Jono, who's at uh, Chester, um, and he's, you know, he's really supportive of 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 Bury AFC in the project. And I just said to him, you know, I've, I've I've not felt like that at a football match for such a long time. And even thinking about it now, it, you know, I can't tell you the amount of times I've watched that highlight package on 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 YouTube. So, what was that like as a player playing in that game? I mean, it was just
1: it it was just a rollercoaster of emotions. wasn't it throughout, and even when you're playing, it, it's. It's difficult to, I mean, we try and tell you not to play the occasion, but sometimes the occasion takes over, and I think, and I think we, it was weird because we was we was just by far the better team, and yeah. and, and it was it was it was one of them where we, we've gone we've scored early, everything you'd have wanted, dominant, and then next minute we're two one down, and it were like it were kind of it was frantic because you, you don't, you didn't expect it to turn on its head so quickly. Yeah. But I think as well, I just think it, it would just, I think then when you get to the later, the later stages in that game, you can feel the energy of, and you could, the drum was banging. Everyone was starting to get going. And, and, and you, it kind of had a big dramatic ending feeling to it I all the way know. through it.
0: Um. Sorry, when it
1: went in it was when it went in it was just it was just you just you just can't you just can't recreate that feeling in football it, in life at all and there's just nothing that you can match it with because it's just it's just a different feeling to anything when something like that happens
0: uh, uh, that's it I think I think that's that's it you know these people running on the pitch these if you look at the reaction from behind the stand I mean there was only 300 people in that day. Um yeah. and it felt like 10 times that almost no, no. yeah it,
1: it was the roof come off didn't it the roof come off and it it was it it felt like a league club when that goal went in, do you know what I mean it was just yeah. it was a, it was an, an enormous roar and it was just it was it was so special because obviously it was even though we did have the vase game, we'd always said, look, the vase is always going to be a bonus. The league's the bread and butter. Yeah, uh, we need to win league games at the end of the day, and it, just the manner of it. If you could, if you, but if someone could have told you it before it, you take it all day winning yeah. like that. It's it's a it's miles better than winning four five now
0: I saw Chris Murray just after the um the, the goal had gone in he almost had sweat. I mean it was I don't know whether it was sweat or the rain because that the rain Honestly. is just it was just absolutely but <laughs> he just literally had a full bead on just like yeah. he, the pressure was unbelievable. But oh, and we do you know what? And hopefully this will be something that we'll talk about for years and years and years, and we'll look back on it and you can yeah. turn around to your little one in a few years and you can show him that clip on YouTube and Say so, yeah, I played in that game, and hey. so um, tell us about your uh, your midfield, uh, your midfield um, partners. Then who who have you played? You play usually in the centre of midfield with uh, with Tony.
1: Yeah, yeah. So me and, like, and the first game. We, I mean, all the way through, we'd, we I think the first training session that, that we, where the trials were. Me and Tony got put on a team together, and we worked really well on that Saturday morning. And then I think just due to circumstance, we never played together. Um We'd never played as a two together through until, the friendlies, yeah, yeah. Through through anything. Through so I think the first game that we actually played together was was that first league game, Um and he actually said to me, "Well, like, when when we come to them, when when we had them trials, I want my initial first two was you and Tony with personnel playing well and stuff like that. We just never ended up with you two together. So I mean we." we it's just kind of we've just kind of got the feel for each other really well, really quickly, and it, we've we've kind of settled into that too quite quite easily. And we both can do both roles and we can we can. And he's, he, I mean, he's a he's a he helps. He's a fantastic footballer, doesn't it?
0: Um, <laughs> You're not and... bad, Chris. You're not bad. So what what, what um. What kind of, do you have any agreements? Do you tell, you know, does sometimes he tell you to go forward and I'll stay back? Or do you say, no, you know, I'm who bosses who about? We just, I mean, we just,
1: I mean, I think it's just, we both kind of have that understanding of each other already. And it's it's quite rare that you get that straight away. But I mean, we I think we both played football long enough now to understand that, well, I mean well, she tells us that one of us always has to be there. so when one of us goes, the other one has no choice. Yeah. So um, well yeah, I just, think, I just think like I said, we've just we've just we've just clicked together and I, I think that because we both can do both roles, it's made it a lot easier. I mean yeah. in a couple of games, he's pushed me forward a, a little bit in a couple of games when obviously then Jimmy's coming um, a little bit later on. But the dynamic really hasn't changed with it all and, and I think when good players play anywhere, they just kind of they just they, they can take up any role and it it makes it a lot easier when you're playing with, with lads of, with lads who are quality like that. Um but like I say it's 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 just kind of clicked.
0: So what's what would you say the main differences are playing with Jimmy to playing with Tony?
1: Well, Jimmy's more, he, he, Jimmy just does all the horrible stuff really well. He's just, he's just, and then he, he knows his role and he knows what he can and can't do. And I think that's what's so good about Jimmy. With his experience, he knows when he, when he needs to do something with it and he's, he's really calm on the ball. And I just think it's just, just sometimes when, when games are getting away from you a little bit, he can control the game and he, he can dictate the full game from where he plays, do you know what I mean, and what yeah. he does. And I think that that started to show in the last few games when he'd been in there for a few times because he, hadn't, he obviously hadn't played there for years. Um, but he soon found his feet, didn't he?
0: He did. He did. Uh, uh, usually two feet. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, should we just talk about... Should we get it out of the way then? Should we talk about, you know, the goalkeeper? goal? It's actually in your contract. I've got your contract here. It's uh, And it says... Uh, uh, at least twenty minutes into podcast, please tell us about Volker goal. Uh, so tell us about now. Me and Johnny, who does the social media, uh, talk about this goal quite often, saying it was our favourite goal of the season. Uh, it might not have been the greatest. goal. I mean, Tony Whitehead's, you know, but I think we've got to give him his due for the the the, uh, the thunder strike. Yeah, else then. Uh, the uh, <laughs> thunder strike at yeah. Um, But but it was a really important goal, that goal at Golka, uh, at, well, at, at Radcliffe uh, against Golka. So, uh, for those that haven't seen it or don't know about it, uh, we were down to nine men. Is that right? Yeah. We'd uh, yeah. had uh, Liam uh, sent off for being fouled. Um, and uh, we'd also had Ed, our goalkeeper, sent off for, uh, he was the last man he brought, um, he brought a player down, then he has the last man. So we're down to nine men. Uh, Jimmy Moore, uh, he was playing, was he playing in centre midfield with you at that
1: time? I think he was playing centre
0: mid, yeah. Yeah, So he had to go in net, Uh, so we had nine men, we were 1-0 down, and talk talk us through what happened next.
1: It was just, it, I mean, it's all just a blur. If I didn't have the video, I wouldn't remember it. The, uh, but, it, I mean, he got everyone up. And I, I remember having a conversation with Matty Williams, and you can see it on the video. And, I'm, and he's, I'm kind of saying, shall I come back? And Scott, he's saying, get in there, in not so many words. But, um, so, I just kind of just... Just jog in and did some of those add,
0: words did some of those words begin with F. Jim
1: might have done, done, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably <laughs>
0: done <everybody. laughs> go on then, so sorry, I interrupted you
1: I just, I just kind of sauntered <laughs> into the box and and I just picked up the picked up flight of ball really early I just got wrong side. I don't remember anything after that then. I just remember being in the crowd. It was
0: what was, and I don't know how well she commented about this. What was really nice is the group of guys that came, uh, legging it down the stand were all the lads that that, that weren't featuring in the game. So Sam yeah, yeah. was there. Um, there's a couple I of was, I, uh, I think Liam McDevitt came <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, but, <laughs> so yeah, he was absolutely he went crazy, didn't it? Yeah, it was it it just, it was just, and, and you know what, it was just one of them moments where like I want
1: you want to score don't you do you know what I mean and I didn't want I didn't want it it was because the, the lockdown had been announced as well so it was going to lockdown the next day wasn't it yeah. yeah so it was just kind of something that I could sit there and watch for all the lockdown then
0: how <laughs> many times th- how many times did you share it on whatsapp or facebook were you oh, mate
1: it got, got forwarded many times <laughs>
0: brilliant uh, and you described it as a, as coming off your nugget, is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't score. I mean, I can't remember the last time scoring either. And, and, and uh, do you know what? Because we were going into lockdown, I had a really, I had a really jarred court as well. Because I thought <laughs> I'm going to make it last.
0: So I was like, I'm going to have to get a jarred now every time I'm going playing football. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you score a lot of goals? Because obviously we've only seen. Uh, sporadic appearances and and we've only had seven seven league games, so I'm not. Uh, is scoring goals important to you, or are you more kind of assists man, or do you you know what what's what's your what's your bread and butter? I mean, I
1: don't I, I don't not score goals,
0: but I'm not prolific. If you like, do you know what I
1: mean? I'm kind of I'm kind of I'll chip I'll chip him with a few goals a season, probably probably eight to ten a season, um, but. Like I say, I, I find that I'm always the pass before the assist. Do you know what I mean? Like the, uh, but at the end of the day, it don't, it don't matter. It don't as long as I know I'm playing well and the team are winning. That's all that matters. Do you know what I mean? It don't matter who puts me in. The net. I mean, it, it helps when Greaves puts everything that goes near him in that, doesn't it? But um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's it like playing with Greaves at that? Because obviously you must have heard about this mythical creature. Called Tom Greaves, that kind of uh, lingers around the non-league, scoring goals left, right, and centre. Were you aware of his work before he joined the club, and uh, and what is he like to play with?
1: Well, you you obviously you obviously hear hear about these people in non-league. It's just the way of the way non-league is, and you know that obviously, like he was top scorer at FC and all that. And you know what, you like you just hear it, but you don't. I've, I've never I've never known him, never met him, and you kind of think he can't be that good at scoring goals. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of, you just, you can't believe it until you see it. But then when mythical, you tell become a mythical people, creature, mate. Is, it, is, it, it, is. it is. And then when you tell people about him, people don't believe you because it's, it's that it's that ridiculous, isn't it? So, I mean, it's just, his it, movement's just unbelievable. If you watch him and, and you, ju- you don't watch any of the game and you just watch him, and like the last couple of games that I didn't play, I, I was just watching. And it, it's just it's just so easy to be second nature he don't he just does it naturally and mm. he um, causes so many problems it's just and then it, it anywhere it barks and you know that it's keeper's going to have to make a save minimum and he's yeah, when you when he's just like sir he's a is a mythical creature <laughs>
0: <laughs> no he's you'd definitely rather have him in your team than than against wouldn't you
1: yeah, it. He must be. He must be a nightmare to play against because he's just. He doesn't stop as well. And 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 I think what what's so difficult is is the moment you switch off, is he switches on. And I think it's just the transition of his of his of his game that just leaves so many defenders. Because i I mean, he's quick. He's yeah. quick. Um, he's deceptively quick, and I think people would not kind of put that with him, but he has definitely got quick over, over five yards and he gets his space through that
0: I think it might have been I might be I might be wrong it might be uh, it was either one of the Darwin games where I think he just he, he ran onto a ball and he pushed a man off him yeah, glided past him, it,
1: yeah.
0: And no it's one got, no one got near him you know I think he, he made up about 10 15 yards no one got anywhere near him it's just it,
1: like I say he he is a goal machine and, and it's just it's just scary, innit? How someone can be that good and that clinical in in, in throughout the career. Never mind, just just at, at bury.
0: When someone like Tom Greaves walks in, does 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 it up the the, the kind of um, your kind of game and and other players' game? Because you're thinking, God, if this guy's here, I've got a kind of does. Does everyone does it raise everybody else's I game? Just,
1: I just think everyone. I think the expectation from the get go has been really really high, and I think that. I think when you're bringing in obviously quality players like that, it's it you you want to play them because you want to play with these players. Yeah, uh, you feel that you've got to be you've got to be concentrated, you've got to be on your game every week. Uh, but then I think I think we've just got a group of lads that are so honest and what and and do just want to do the best that they can. And where, uh, like I said, with, with that goal against Golka, everyone was there, everyone was watching. They all support each other. Everyone wants the best for for each other so I, I think it's there's, it, it's a really good group of lads for that, that aspect but definitely everyone pushes each other to the limits and when we're training it's we, it's really really intense and there's no tackles flying and stuff like that there's no there's no like everyone wants to prove themselves
0: no no you don't pull your punches in the uh, you're basically all, all, it's all systems go in the training session yeah
1: yeah train as you, play, you train as you play here and, and, and it's 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 quite rare that you train at that intensity at this level for two hours twice a week. I mean I've not I've not done that um them two training sessions in all my time in non-league where you've trained for two blocks at that intensity um and obviously it's reaped its rewards with with some of them late goals that we've scored.
0: Are you dreading pre-season?
1: I'd like to say no but it's it's no one enjoys preseason. And to be fair, what what well what Welsh did last year? We did we did a lot of ball works. We did a lot of disguise running. So I, it's not as bad, but it's not good. It's not it's not I don't enjoy Do you know what I mean? And I think I think obviously we, we're we're gonna be having it's probably gonna be six months of of not playing football, if you like, to, to get back out. So I mean, yeah, I'm bored of running club now, so I It's hard for gain any motivation for do anything, do you know what I mean? So it's just it's it's I can't wait for get back and just train and stuff like that. Just for get a little bit of structure and a little get back out there and do a little bit of play a little bit of football.
0: Have you kept fit over lockdown and stuff? Have you you just said about running club and stuff. Have you have you done have you do you do stuff with like the I don't know if you do the Strava group and all that lot, but have you have you been out doing runs or anything?
1: I've been doing bits, yeah. I've just been, it's just been hectic, really. Like, I've been, to be fair, I've been doing every every shift, God send, because I've just, just before baby comes. So I've just said to her, while I'm in lockdown, it's, it's, it's ideal now for me to get, to get some hours in. And, um, literally, I can, I can get, I can get fit. I'm naturally fit anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I don't ever lose that much fitness. So a couple of, two, three weeks when we're back, um, I'll be,
0: I'll be fine. Fab. So um, let's just talk about some of your uh, teammates. So we've talked about like the kind of playing abilities on the on the pitch, but let's just talk a little bit about what they're like in in the dressing room and as a group. So, um, so you've just finished a game. Um, it's been absolutely hammering it down. Uh, you go in the showers afterwards. You get showered and whatever. Who's the uh, who's the longest doing their hair and and in front of the mirror? Who's who's pruning themselves?
1: I think Adam McWilliams very. He loves a wet gel look, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he does spend he does spend time. He does spend a lot of time as well.
0: I'd love and to he, see his lockdown hair at the minute. Actually, it'd be interesting to see what Adam's lockdown hair will be.
1: I mean, he, he's probably shoulder sure length now,
0: but he'll 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 definitely be air drying it every day. <laughs> so Adam McWilliam is one of the most vainest footballers at Bury I, AFC.
1: But then I have seen him, and he has he has got a tartan coat, so I don't know how that's even possible.
0: <laughs> um, who out of your uh, who out your teammates is kind of like uh, the, the the Joker in the pack? Who's the uh, who's the one that's pulling either all the pranks or keeping spirits up or whatever? Who, who's that in the group? There's,
1: there's Lodge. You know what I mean. There's there's so many there's so many characters in in. The changing room. I mean, I mean, since Chip has come in, he doesn't have a minute. He, he he's he's constantly at it. But he, he, again, he wears two-tone grey tracksuits, so <laughs> it's it's like, it's, you, do you know what I mean? They, they, they puddled half of for him. Do you know what I mean? But it's just way of the world. It's the way of non-league, and there's so many big characters um, in there. And it's just, I mean, Scott Scott Metcalf, obviously, he's a big character. But it's like I say, it's just non stop when you're in dressing rooms, you can't have a minute.
0: Brilliant. Who picks the music in the dressing room? I think it's Liam. I
1: think Liam McDevitt's on that. Um, but I think sometimes he gets it right, and sometimes he gets a few moans off the lad. So,
0: um, but I don't get involved, I'll, I'll listen to anything, just put anything on. And what about who's, who's the best dressed? Who's the one that, that kind of like when they come in, you think he's pulled it off again there even though he's got some sort of gear on that might not might not you know if if I were wearing it might not might not be able to pull it off but this guy he's walked in and he's he's got it
1: well Liam Liam loves Liam loves a mad combo he loves he loves some some mad trendy stuff I mean he's probably trendy he's probably in. do you know what I mean but I just couldn't I couldn't pull it off anyway but he's, 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 he probably gets it all from BBC.
0: <laughs> What's it like having Liam? Do you ever watch match the Day kick about? Is it weird seeing your uh, your teammate on on well, telly?
1: When you see him or not? When you see him on all um see him on loads of clips on Twitter don't you, and stuff yeah. like that. Just, I mean, he's doing well for himself, and it's so fair play to him. And, and like I say, he, he, he's like really softly spoken and quite quite like a bit of a quiet lad, really. But he's yeah. so confident with how he is as well. It, it, it's it's yeah, he's a really
0: nice lad, yeah. Fantastic. Um, so, one of the, unfortunately, we can't all have, have uh, you know, we can't all be blessed with a, a amazing um, traits, and you've got a few flaws, and just looking down at it, one of your flaws is that you're a Leeds fan.
1: Um, <laughs> someone has support do not they?
0: Come on, what's going on there? You've got the most Lancashire accent I've ever heard in my life. Oh. And and you're a Leeds fan. Talk, talk me through that. So I just
1: it, it's me it's free me down. I just got basically I just got brainwashed as a kid. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't I didn't have a choice and and um, he's just I've always been a Leeds fan and that's just the way it's been. Do you know what I mean? And and he's he's been a lifelong Leeds fan. But obviously there was a lot more successful back when <laughs> back then and now I've had to go through years and years in League One and Championship and, and finally now I'm trying I'm finally getting the years now where I remember him. So it's just been—I mean, it's hard. It's hard supporting a team when you play football. Do you know what I mean?
0: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: It's—it's just—I mean, at least—at least I'm getting to see him now in Premier League, even yeah. if it's at all on coach.
0: It's not been a bad—it's not been a bad season for Leeds, though. Are you—are you happy with with the manager? And are you happy with some of the players? Or is there anything that you'd like to change? Or anything like you'd like to see that's a bit different? No, no, I think,
1: I think everyone's seen what all Leeds fans have seen for the last two years since he's come in. Do you know what I mean? And I think that it's better. Everyone would rather watch Leeds now than watch Burnley or Crystal Palace at home mm-hmm. try and get a 0-0 or 1-1 or whatever away from home. And it's way it should be played. and they, they, go, they go and they go to win and if they lose, so be it. But at least they go and have a go and it's it's exciting football and that's what it's what it should be like. And I think that's what, I think over this lockdown, it's been, I think it's watching football. It's made me fall out of love with watching football quite a lot because of how every game's been on telly. So you feel like you can't miss it. But when you watch it, it's terrible. And I just, it's, it's there's no excitement in it. And pro- probably what, one in 10 games, you get a good game. At, but in the Premier League, no on telly. So it's it's, I mean, it's just, I watch every game I don't know why I'm saying it as though I don't watch every game but I watch every game but I don't enjoy
0: any of them what um cuz obviously you're you playing you've played in the non leagues and stuff like that when you see things like um like var and and all these kind of DAF rules and stuff like that how do you think you'd cope being at that level you know let's say if you you, you know you, you your pathway a different a different direction you 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 went to blackpool or whatever and how do you think you cope at that level, playing with all these rule changes and stuff? Would it would it would it annoy you? Would it would you put just, up, will you put up I with it for forty grand a week or something like that? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I think I might do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think you just under so much scrutiny and you all the time. And I think I think what what it's shown is that if you slow anything down, anything can look bad, mm. whether whether it is or not. Do you know what I mean? And offsides, offsides. I mean. I don't know how they call it on off sides is beyond me because them lines and there's there's no way they're ever accurate. They 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 they, they are they they are ridiculously
0: yeah.
1: poor, and I just think it just there's something needs to change. Like I think it's in uh, Holland have a really good rule of where if the two lines meet on the VAR screen, then they're deemed on side. So you've got a ten centimeter um, kind of avenue just, of. Yeah yeah so I mean it's just miles better and I think like I said in in our in our leagues when we play how many, how many times will the ref get things wrong it'll be quite frequently but how much does it kick off and how much do people everyone have a moan but it, it it kind of what the ref says goes and it's I think it's it's part of football and I think the talking points after the game and I think it's all part of the it's all part of the, the love of football and, and the talking points after. You can't get everything right. No one can get everything right. So it just takes the enjoyment out and it's too much stop to start.
0: Just going back to, uh sorry, we're going back to Liam McDevitt again. After that Steaton game, do you remember that Liam got a goal disallowed? Do you remember in that Steaton game, there was a goal disallowed. He scored right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: we were in, the, we were in the, the club afterwards just sorting out the edit. Yeah, the, I, the I was there. Yeah, Liam dragged the referee by his ear to the screen and made him watch over and over and over oh, again. Yeah. So I don't think Liam would deal very well with VAR. I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think it might yeah. be a bit more.
1: A... He'd probably be getting a lot of dissent charges. <laughs> I mean, they're hard to accept though, aren't they? Yeah. No, no matter what, like I think you know. I think you know like, if, if it's close and, and you think it's close, you can give a benefit of doubt. But when you know, and it, and you know it's just it's so frustrating no matter no matter what level. You I think play that's at.
0: why I think a lot of it and and just kind of that's why I think a lot of fans are kind of falling back in love with non-league football again. I think I think what you'll probably find is after you know after the lockdown restrictions are lifted and and things start to change a little bit, I think you'll probably see crowds at non-league games go up a little bit and and just by. People just like you've just said, out of you know 10 games on the telly, one of them's half decent to watch, and then the other nine games. and I wonder whether that's going to have a knock on effect down the leagues, you know, and whether people start to kind of you know, fought. You know, when I, again, when I was speaking to Jono a couple of you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we were talking about the um, you know, the idea that you know, it almost like what you see on Sky Sports and BT is like a, a TV show. It isn't a football game. Yeah. And actually, very to, robotic. See, to see a football game, you want to be stood, stood or sat in a stand, watching it, seeing it all happen in front of you yeah. and not have anything that stops and starts a play.
1: And I mean, if, and I mean, if they are going to do it, it I mean, rugby is a brilliant example of how, how well it's used and how easily it, it's used. And, yeah. and, it's beyond me how, how football. It's there's so much money in it, uh, and I think I've seen in Australia they have the refs talking through the mics so everyone can hear it. And I think yeah. it's just things like that. If they're going to do it, they may as well do it. They may as well do it properly, invest all a lot of money in getting it right. But until they've got it right, there's no point having this on the telly. And I think I think we like non-league crowds. Like you said, I think that people want to see people were just working hard and, and and doing and do and, and like you, you get away with tackles in non league and and you can you could do you know what i mean it, it's just more it's more of the old school football yeah than what than what's in the in the premier league championship now and and i think that i think people appreciate that like lads and lads go to work at six o'clock in the morning have a bowl of super noodles for the tea go <laughs> to football and then get do you know what I mean? Like that gas thing you're getting in at 11, 12 o'clock, and you've been of the house sixteen hours, hours. And then hours, you're up,
0: and, and then you're up at work five hours up, later. For, oh,
1: yeah, you don't sleep, and, and it's just, and I think people appreciate that in non-league, and I think whereas it, it's just they wouldn't, they won't, they wouldn't understand that that's what people do. In do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's. It's tough at times. Don't get me wrong. It is tough. It's 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 a big, big commitment for for people. And I mean, people have people have families and stuff like that. And I mean, all volunteers have families. Everyone involved in non-league football, and and yet everyone does it because they love it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, obviously, the, you know, the majority of Bury AFC fans have come from the you know from from the old club from watching Bury FC playing in the EFL and. We didn't really know, you know, any of this existed, really, you know. And, and when you yeah, support yeah. a team, you know, I, I'm, I'm like the, a lot of other fans. I had season tickets, so and I go to, you know, a handful of away games. So I didn't really have time to take in. Or, you know, or, yeah, I, yeah. You, you didn't really see these, you know, these games in the northwest counties or in the northern premier or whatever, because you were too busy following your own team. So I think what started to happen now and. Obviously, hopefully, when when we get a few more fans through the door, um, is that you'll see this real acceptance and this real, um, you know, un- like you said, an understanding that these lads that are pulling on these shirts for the town, you know, you're pulling it on for for Berry, yeah, yeah. are doing it, you know, with a, a day's graft underneath the belts as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think I think that I think it's just two different worlds. And I think I think that that non-league, and when you look at I mean, there's, there's probably, probably um, people probably think that non league football is a bad standard. And when you hear non league football, they, they, they put two and two together. But I mean, some of the players that are in non league are, are unbelievable players. And, 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 and I mean, I know that if it, the main reason people are in non league football is commitment and. and the, the difference is, is, the people who are playing in non-league didn't go the extra mile mm. to the people that are playing in in lower league football, and, and I mean, there's some unbelievable talents in there that could easily walk into any any League One, League Two club, but they just don't want it. Yeah, and that that is, that is the difference between a lot of people, and 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 that's the standards getting better year on year in non-league, and it's becoming more and more professional. I mean, very very AFC have obviously come in now, and the they're obviously taking a really professional approach to it. So then what happens is it's like a domino effect, isn't it, with everyone else in the league, and then everyone else is, oh, they're doing that really well. They're doing that. And obviously the, the infrastructure around Bury AFC is unbelievable because live streaming matches, how many how many teams have the facilities to do that? Not many. you got live commentary, post-pre-match interviews. It's got everything that a professional set would have, and it's just unheard of at this level.
0: I think I think that, that that comes through. What we want to do is build those bridges between club and and fan as well. And and obviously, if you if you watch the documentary ours, I don't know if you saw it, the BT yeah. one. But if you look at this, is the the best way of doing it. The reason why we're doing this now is 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 bridging a gap between the club, the players. And you know, and and the and the supporters. So we know, yeah. you know, they th- they feel like they know you when when you pull on, you know, you, you, you pull on that white shirt or or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I think I think I think like I say, it's, it's 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 just it's just next level stuff. And I think I think that ev- every little thing like this can only help everyone get more tight knit, and hopefully, like all the players that you have on the longevity of the stay at Beret is a good period of time so everyone gets to know him. And like I said, we've had a, bro- we've had a broken season, haven't we, where we've seen, you know, obviously the same faces because there's only so many tickets available and stuff like that. But, I mean, once this is all, once it's all sorted and we're actually in the clear to move forward, I think it'll be another a completely different experience again.
0: It'll be massive. Okay, so um, this is the bit where the, all the players absolutely hate but uh, we like to, uh, we like it. Um, so we're going to do a quiz. And what we try and do is uh, we try and um, make our quizzes um, uh, a bit topical to the players or the people that we've got on. Um, and so for Greaves, eh, because he'd been around the non-leagues, we had, to, we did, uh, Sandy did a quiz where he had to guess whether the teams were true or false with Chippy, we did um we did uh, chip shop names were they true or false i've made it a little bit more difficult for you chris um what we've done is we've looked at uh last-minute goals in football, okay? Uh, they're not true or false. They're, they're, they've got uh, th- these three possible answers. So see how you get on. I've got some little cheesy bits of music that we can put in the background one sec. There we go. Right, okay. So I know all the players hate doing this, So, but we love it. So question number one. Um... Man United had a famous comeback in the 1999 Champions League final. But who scored the 93rd-minute winning goal? Was it A, Teddy Sheringham, B, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, or C, Andy Cole? So, just A, B, or C. A was Sheringham, B was Solskjaer, uh, C was Cole. Got an answer? Yeah, I got one, yeah. Right, number two. Uh, Arsenal were beaten in the 1995 UEFA Cup thanks to a last-minute goal by Naeem. don't know if you uh, you remember, it. it was a chip over Siemens, Ed. Uh, what team did he play for? Did he play for Real Betis, Real Zaragoza, or Atletico Bilbao? So that's A, Betis, B, Zaragoza, or C, Bilbao? All right, got one. All right, in the 2006 FA Cup final, Liverpool were 3-2 down to West Ham United. With 90 minutes on the clock, they equalised from 30 yards. But who was the scorer? Was it A, Cissé, B, Herman or C, Gerard? So, 2006 FA Cup final... Liverpool uh, scored a, a last minute equaliser. Um, who scored it? Cissé, Herman, Gerard. Confident with Probably that one? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, 1966 World Cup was won by England 4 2. How can we forget? However, it was a last minute goal by the West Germans that took it to extra time. Who was the scorer for West Germany? Oh. You thought it was gonna be, you oh. thought it was gonna be a Jeff Hurst question. Oh no. <laughs> so was know. it A, Weber, B, Halle, or C, Held? That was my best German accents. So <laughs> um, the West German scorer to take the game into extra time, 1996, uh, World Cup final, Weber, Halle, and Held. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I've got okay. one now, yeah. so, um So, in 2013, the FA Cup final, Man City were defeated by a last-minute goal, but who were the opposition? Was it A, Chelsea, B, Wigan, or C, Arsenal? So, yeah. 2013 FA Cup final... Man City beaten by a last-minute goal. Who were the opposition? Chelsea, Wigan, Arsenal. A, Chelsea, B, Wigan, C, Arsenal. Okay, number six. In 1999, Carlisle needed to beat Plymouth to stay in the Football League. They scraped a a 2-1 victory with 10 seconds to go on the clock. But what was special about the last-minute goal So, was it A, scored uh, by a goalkeeper? So, last-minute goal was scored by a goalkeeper. Was it B, a goal scored from the halfway line? Or was it C, the goal was given, despite the player being five-yard offside? So, Carlisle, 1999 Needed a, a win to stay in the league. They scored with 10 seconds on the clock. But what was special about the goal? A, goalkeeper scored the winner. B, goal was scored from the halfway line. C, goal given despite the player being five yards offside. Happy with that? No idea. No idea. <laughs> okay. Number seven. Uh, Paul dickoff scored an important goal on 95-plus minutes in a second division playoff in 1999 for Man City. There seems to be a lot of 1999 questions in Man City. Oh, yeah. Loads of last-minute goals there. So, uh, so Paul Dickov, 95-plus minutes, scored a, a second division playoff goal for Man City. But who were their opponents on that day? So, was it A, Gillingham, B, Charlton, or C, Sunderland? The famous goal... Confident with
1: that? I mean, confident. I don't know, but I I fought one before you said it, so <laughs> it okay. might be nothing.
0: Number eight. Um, in the second round of the 1990 World Cup, how old were you in
1: 1990,
0: Chris? Minus four. <laughs> <laughs> I did worry about this. Well, it was a famous goal. 1990 World Cup final. Uh, World Cup second round. England were playing Belgium, okay, and um, the score was nil-nil into the 120th minute of extra time when England scored an outrageous volley. But who bagged it? Was it A. Lineker, B. Beardsley, or C. Platt? So, 1990 World Cup, famous volley, 120th minute. Who bagged it? Lineker, Beardsley, or Platt? Yeah, you look worried. You look like you've got. I I think I could have won. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. We're going to uh, fast forward to uh, the 2012 13 season. So, probably something that you might remember a little bit more. Okay. So, in the 2012 13 season, what third played Leicester? The score was 2-2 on aggregate, heading into extra time. So this is in a playoff. With 96 minutes on the clock, Troy Deeney put Watford 3-2 up. But what was unusual about this last-minute winner? So it was in the playoffs in 1999, Watford were playing Leicester, and Troy Deeney scored for, uh, for Watford in the last minutes. And the dying embers of the game... So, what was unusual about it was it a) it was handled into the goal, so he handballed it into the net; b) the goal came from a counter attack after Leicester had just missed a penalty; or c) Watford were down to eight men. So, a) he handled the goal, uh, handled the ball into the goal; b) the goal came from a counter attack after just missed a penalty for Leicester; or c). Watford were down to eight men. Okay. And then your last one is another England one. Uh, 2002 World Cup. How much do you remember of the 2002 World Cup? Not much.
1: I think I was in France at the time. Okay.
0: Well, before the World Cup, we had to qualify. All right. So it was in Japan and Korea, but we had to qualify. And um, there was a game at Old Trafford. We played Greece in a qualifier. Um, England were awarded a free kick in the last minute of the game. Who scored that free kick? Was it Owen? A. Heskey. B. Or C. David Beckham. Nah. Should we get some results? Yeah. You you must be confident with a few of them. I guess a few, yeah,
1: a few that I definitely know. Okay, a few that definitely don't as well.
0: Um. Okay, so um, we have first of all we've gone to 1999 uh, Champions League final. United's 93rd minute winning goal was scored by who?
1: Was it Solskjaer?
0: It was Ben Solskjaer. Well done. I was, I
1: was very close to putting Sheringham as well. Uh, Sheringham scored the first one. Right.
0: Um, yeah. Okay. So you got one, one, one. So you got one, at least one now. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two. Uh, Arsenal, nineteen ninety five, UEFA Cup final. Um, uh, were, it, it, Seaman was lobbed by Naeem, but who did he play for? Did he play for Betis, Zaragoza, or Bilbao? Zaragoza. It was Aragosta. Well done. Two out of two. Okay. Uh, was that a guess?
1: Uh, no, I, I had a feeling because they're in the second division now, aren't they? Then? Yeah. In the second so uh, I'm sure I just had a feeling that they weren't in the
0: Spanish prep. Right. Okay. So uh, we go to number three. Uh, 2006 FA Cup final. Liverpool with 3-2 down to West Ham. 90 minutes on the clock, a 30 uh, 30 yard equaliser. Who scored it? Gerard. It was Gerard, yeah. So uh, A, C, A, B, Haman, or C? You got it right. It's Stephen Gerard. Three out of three so far, pal. You're doing all right. Okay, nah. uh, okay. This this one, obviously, you'll you, you'll know this one. So uh, 1966 World Cup final. Um... <laughs> The Germans took it into extra time. Um, Who scored the German goal? Was it Weber? Was it Haller? Or was it Held? A, B, or C? I've just gone A. Oh, gone! It is Weber. (laughs) Oh, doing well so far, mate. Correct, hundred percent. Okay. 2013 FA Cup final, Man City defeated by a last-minute goal, but who were the opposition? Chelsea, Wigan or Arsenal? Good. It was, it was Wigan. Oh, fire. All right so far, pal. Um, number six, in 1999, Carlisle needed to beat Plymouth to stay in the Football League. They scraped a 2-1 victory with 10 seconds to go. Uh, but what was uh, unusual about the goal? So, was it the fact that the goalkeeper scored it? Was it the uh, goal was scored from the halfway line, or was the goal given despite the uh player being five yards offside?
1: I just put goalkeeper, sure.
0: So. Are these guesses, or are these because have you? Oh, or, or are you was absolutely it uh, you were right, th- th- these are all last minute. Win- I think you're an absolute last minute winner, Buffy. Here, Chris, <laughs> you're doing well. That, we're all right so far. Okay, six out of six. Uh, number seven. Paul Dickov scored an important goal. 95 minutes were on the on the clock uh in the playoffs. Uh but who were Man City playing? Gillingham, Charlton or Sunderland? I thought it was Gillingham beforehand, was it? It was Gillingham, mate. Seven out of seven. Fantastic. Oh. We did we do need that top gear leaderboard because I think you'd be uh, yeah, I don't it, think and now I see why you want it. Exactly see why you want it. <laughs> Right, okay, going into number eight. Um, So it's the second round of the 1990 World Cup. England played Belgium. Uh The score was nil-nil, going to the 120th minute. Uh The ball was flicked into the box and there was an outrageous volley, but who scored it? Was it A, Lineker, B, Beardsley or C, David Platt? Was it
1: David Platt?
0: <laughs> it was David Platt. <laughs> Not David Platt from Coronation Street, but... uh <laughs> Uh, Yeah, David Platt, congratulations That is 8 out of 8 All right. tough on this one 2012-13 season Watford played Leicester uh, In the playoffs, the score was 2-2 And aggregate, heading into extra time 96 minutes on the clock, Troy Deeney scored Uh, What was unusual about the goal? Did it come uh, From uh, Troy Deeney's hand? Uh, Did the goal come from A counter-attack after uh, Leicester had just missed a pen? Or Watford down to eight men? B. B? B. Counter-attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. It's a great... I love,
1: it's a great...
0: That gives you... That
1: gives you... A good fun watching that. That's a, it's it's, a, it's a an
0: incredible game. game. Yeah, it's a really yeah, good game. Great. A bit of football, that. 90% right already. So, uh, we've got... We, it doesn't matter about this last one, but you could wow. actually be the first person to get 100% on the quiz, okay? Well, that's... I mean, that's a very special... I forgot what the question was, though, now, so I can't even... I don't even know whether I've got the. Forget the Steeton game. This could oh, be no. This could be a very, very... You know, this could be very emotional for you. It's monumental, This. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get that bottle of champagne out. <laughs> forget, forget the birth of your firstborn baby. It's it's yeah. all about the very AFC quiz. <laughs> OK, so... Who scored the equaliser against Greece in the last minute to guarantee qualification of the 2002 World Cup? Uh, was it A. Owen, B. Heskey, or C. David Beckham? David Beckham. Klaus wow. Well done, hundred percent. I mean, that is that just shows you you were destined to score that last minute that uh, that, that goal it, yeah. against um, against uh, Golka. But yeah, that is—I'm blown away by that. I actually thought (laughs) um, that you might have struggled with a few of them, but you just bossed it, mate. Well done. Um, Educated guesses, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the the prize will be in the post. Um, I don't know—we don't know what it is yet. I think it it might be a—it might be a Berry AFC drill top. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. uh, Listen, Chris, you've been an absolute sensation. Thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us. Um, best of luck to you and your missus with the uh, with the birth of uh, of the baby. It's coming, is it? Is it May?
1: Yeah, end of May, uh, 26th of May. So,
0: 26th of May, uh, all the best for that, Chris. Uh, and thanks for joining us on the shaking up show. Cheers, no, no, Peter. Thanks. thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. See you soon, right, mate. Take care. See you See later. later. That's all we've got time for on the Shaken Up Show. A huge thank you to Chris Holt there for joining me today. This is available as a podcast, so if you don't want to see my face, uh, you can tune in uh, via Spotify, Acast, or Apple Podcasts. And um, If you are happy with my face, then you can like and subscribe, and please check out other Berry AFC videos. We have a whole load of heritage stuff that's just gone up looking at berry players from uh, past years and we've also got uh, some goals from over the season and some quick fire with some of the players so have a look at that uh, until next time we'll see you later on the shaken up show thanks very much goodbye